Hello and welcome to Can Relate with Effie Blankson. I'm Effie. I hope you've all had an absolutely fantastic week and are all geared up for an even more fantastic weekend. Now it's Friday the 13th and I know that some of you out there are superstitious about this day. Nonetheless, I hope that you have still managed to make the best of today. Now last week we started the year and uh, the episode in this season with the, the, the topic marriage is work. And yes, we established that marriage can be an awful lot of work. One that if you get it right, obviously reaps its results you have to keep working at it there is no one fix it all but it's communication 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 now the next uh, question I asked myself and for this episode was what happens after marriage and thinking through this I couldn't help but draw the conclusion that one of the most common if not the common question asked post all of the fanfare of uh, the nuptials is when are the children coming and my itching question there was in 2023 is this still an appropriate question to ask I think not. <laughs> so walk with me on this one. It's, it's, it's short, but I hope that you can relate. And if you can, remember to let me know through the socials, uh, just send me a message or feel free to send an email as well. So let's walk through this. I understand uh, and appreciate the fact that it is uh, an institution that has been set up for procreation. And yes, marriage allows for that to be done. Um, and if you're, you know, person of faith, that is the, you know, uh, the, the assertion there to come and multiply, okay? Marriage gives us an institution, creates an enabling space for us to procreate. And so is the question valid? Yes, it is. It is a valid question. I suppose my question is around the appropriateness of it and also possibly the timing. Is this the right question to ask straight after marriage or perhaps we can leave it till a bit later? Now, it is not to say that these conversations around children have not been had. You'd expect that the natural thing for couples to do, perhaps through courtship or even through, you know, counselling before marriage is do we want to have children? Yes or no? And if yes, how many do we want to have? What are we agreeing on? What's the number? Okay, the number is always really important. But we, we expect naturally that some of these conversations would have been had. But we also understand that there are challenges throughout this journey to you know get that end product well, it sounds really crude but that's what it is a child becomes that end product to that journey 
And so we naturally expect that this is going to happen in one of three possible ways. Either you're going to do it yourself, you're going to have a surrogate, or you are going to go through the adoption route. Okay. Each one of these three have their own successes and their own challenges. Do we actually pause to think through this when we are asking the question of when are the children coming? I don't think so. Because if we did, we would have found a way to ask that question in a more appropriate manner today. Now, I think that if we create spaces for counselling pre-marriage in anticipation of the fact that we know that marriage is a journey, it's work, and um, you know, couples need to uh, communicate and, and, and drive us that whole idea of we are one in order to succeed, then is it not also appropriate to create an enabling space post-marriage that covers you know, the entirety of the process of procreation and having children, not just the desire for uh, uh, parents who want to become grandparents or uh, the court of public opinion to have, you know, whether this person can conceive or not, you know, the added stigmatization to it for the women who may be struggling to conceive on their own. These are major issues that I feel we are missing as a society to have to you know, bring to the table to discuss proactively. And so I think that we need to take into consideration that what if the couple have decided not to have children? And so by you asking that question, are you not putting pressure on them? By you asking that question, are you not asking them to hasten their calendar? And are we actually thinking about the added mental stress to it? Because I'll tell you what, one of the things that my doctor used to say to me uh, was, Effie, you need to de-stress. Don't think about it, okay? The pressure doesn't help. And my mom told me exactly the same thing as well. And so I don't think this is uncommon knowledge we know that stress adds on to the inability to have to conceive and so why do we do it you know i feel as though our elders our aunties uncles you know parents know these things but why do we still have to ask the question that ultimately can put pressure on couples especially the woman and in 2023, we would still find in spaces where the woman's inability to conceive is a taboo, it's a problem, it means she must go. Yeah, it's still going to happen, um, if not already happening. But I think that even in the natural order of things uh, to conception, um, there will be challenges. There, why aren't we talking about unexplained infertility? And when you take the cohort of black women especially, why aren't we actively talking about fibroids? Why aren't we creating support groups that actually can create an enabling space for these conversations to be had, for these challenges to be shared? And at the same time, the successes of other women 
of couples to be shared as well. Because we understand the language of inspiration. And so if we do, is this as significant and important as it is? Is this not a space to have to create so that we can journey together on it instead of putting all of the honors on the couple? We need a support system. That's why we need, you know, days where the, the, the grandparents come in or aunties or uncles come in to support. But when you get thrown into the mill like that, I feel it's just unnecessary pressure by just that question. There are a few words, but they can cause an awful lot of chaos. Chaos that um, a, a fresh marriage does not need. And if we want couples to succeed, if we want to reduce our divorce rates, I'm not saying that that is the only element of uh, uh, divorce rates going so high globally, no. But in some circumstances, it is. It is. And that's why I feel we really need to have these conversations and create those spaces. Why cannot we, you know, why can't there be a space for counselling post-marriage simply for conception and having children let's have that conversation let's go through that let's let you for the first three years of your marriage actually get to know each other make your goals on procreate on procreation a part of getting to know each other deeply enough because bringing a whole new human being into this world is no small feat it's no small feat. So let's set each other up. Let's set our children up for success from the get-go. And so I think, yes, once we can create the spaces, then we can support the decisions of couples. And for those who choose not to have children, I think we need to respect those decisions as well. And if we understand, as I said, that marriage is work, then this added pressure would not ensure the longevity of that marriage. So, is the question appropriate? I think not. And I think that the question that should be asked really is, if children is next on your list, how can I support you on that journey? That's what I think. Because without offering support, quite frankly, what right do you have to be asking that question anyway? That's what I think. So let me know if you can relate to this and if you share this opinion as well. Now, next week, I'm going to be talking to a very dear friend of mine who has actually been through the mill as well of procreation and bringing a beautiful human into this world because there are several ways in which you can go through those challenges and IVF has proven quite successful uh, many a time for many women and her process is what she is going to be sharing with us hopefully to inspire and to let somebody else out there know that these are real these can be overcome and here's how 
you can. So until next week, be well.